No, right. You really find out when you have a podcast and you record yourself talking about baseball, just how much you don't know <laughs> about the shit that you're talking about. I mean, you know, dude, like, I, I, I just don't know where to begin, man. There are things that I've said on this podcast that I'm like, that was so wrong. But then every now and then I'll say something that's really light, like, when I said that Lance Lynn was going to have a better season than Jake Arrieta, I was just a year late on that. But from a war perspective, like, dude, Lance Lynn is like third best in all of baseball, right? But I made a list of surprising guys. And oddly enough, Lance Lynn's not on this surprising list, even though he probably should be. I said that. I said Lance Lynn was going to have a better season than Jake Arrieta in 2018. And I was just a year behind, dude. And like it happened this year. I said, yeah, I said Lance Lynn was going to be way more valuable than Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta got three years at $75 million. Lance Lynn's getting like minimum wages if he works at McDonald's, but he has like the first or second highest war on fan graphs. I, it's not a joke. I kid you not, bro. You can go to fan graphs right now. I'll do it right now. We'll do it together. Fan graphs, bro. Fan graphs. You can go to fan graphs, dude. Now, there are different types of war, right? Baseball reference has their own war. Fan graphs has their own war. So if I go to leaders, and this isn't even a joke, dude. Lance Lynn's, dude, Lance Lynn is a good pitcher, not because, not only because he can put up stats, but he's a good guy to have in the clubhouse. Like three or four years ago when he was with the Cardinals, he got he got hit in the face with a comebacker, bro. Like a 110-mile-an-hour comebacker, dude. No, it didn't hit him in the face. Hit him in the side of the head, right? He gets back up and just, like, wants to keep pitching. And the the dugout, dude, the, the Cardinals dugout, bro, they're freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, you got hit in the head with a 110-mile-an-hour comebacker. And Lance is like, just go back in the dugout. Like, everything's fine. And so whatever, like they go back to the dugout and he keeps pitching. And then after the game, they ask him about the play to which he responds like, I don't know why Colton didn't get the out at first. Like what happened there? You know, I'm just wondering about why Colton didn't get that out. And they're like, huh? Like he probably didn't get the out because he was worried that you were dead. And then they ask, they ask uh, the reporter man looks at Lance Lynn and was like, hey man, so. Like, how does your head feel? Like, did it hurt? And Lance is like, no, I had protection. I had, I had my hat on. My hat protected it. And the reporter's like, you got to be kidding me. He goes, yeah, dude, my hat protected it, man. This hat offered protection from 110 miles an hour. And the reporter just didn't even know what to say to him. And Lance was kind of loopy at the time, I guess. I, but he's just a goofy guy. And that's what I like about Lance Lennon he's a goofy guy. And there aren't a lot of guys that could really, like, he got hit in the head with 110 mile an hour baseball and laughed it off. That's a guy you want in the clubhouse, man. That's a guy that could take a hit, dude. But when it comes to pitching war, Lance Lynn is fourth in pitching war. What's even crazier about this, dude? If I go backwards from the top 10, 10th in war on fan graphs is Walker Buehler. Ninth, Lucas Giolito, who had a breakout season this year. He's he's out a little early, so he's taking the rest of the season off because he strained a lap. But dude, through 176 innings, to the tune of a 341 ERA for a really bad White Sox team. And this is a guy, the White Sox got Lucas Giolito from the Nationals. And all they had to do was send Adam Eaton and maybe another guy or two. I'm not too sure. The uh, your All-Star Game MVP, Shane Bieber, he's eighth in Fangraph's War. Steven Strasburg, seven. Charlie Morton, six. Justin Verlander, five. Whoa. Lance Lynn, four. 
Jacob DeGrom, three. Scherzer, two. Garrett Cole, one. Garrett Cole's a monster, dude. Him and Randy Johnson are now officially, if the season ends, accordingly to the number I'm about to tell you. Before this season, there was only one guy in Major League history that struck out 100 more guys than he threw innings pitch, and it was Randy Johnson in like his age 37 season, which might have been in 2001. I don't, I'm not 100% sure. I don't remember. But if it ends that way, Garrett Cole could be the second guy because right now he's thrown 200 in one-third inning with 302 strikeouts. Dude, you can just like on any given, whenever Garrett Cole's pitching, if you just look at his box score, it'll look crazy because he'll be in the fifth inning and it'll be like five innings pitched, one hit, 12 Ks. And you're like, huh? Like, is he playing RBI baseball too for Nintendo? Because last night I threw six innings and struck out 11 guys on RBI baseball two for Nintendo with Greg Maddox and Rick Sutcliffe combined. Because when you throw your fastballs and your dirt changeups, the pitchers get tired easier. So they can only last three innings. So. Garrett Cole in real life can pitch better than I can on RBI Baseball 2 for Nintendo. He can strike out more, guys. That's a hell of a stat, dude. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. But listen to this, though, man. Surprising guys. I'm going to name you surprising guys. I mean, number one, one of the guys I think I'm most impressed with is Marcus Simeon, dude. He's a shortstop for the Oakland Athletics. He was originally in the White Sox system. He was a six-rounder, dude. He went to UC Berkeley, but he made his way to Oakland, dude, in Oakland. Oakland must have a superior player development system. I like what they're doing over there. Right now, this is no joke, bro. Marcus Simeon has a 7.4 war right now. And a lot of that is because he's such a good defender. His defensive war, if you go to baseball reference, is 1.2. And his offensive war is 7.1. Those are both extremely elite numbers. He's a shortstop, okay? He's... He's six feet, 195. He's not a big shortstop, but 195, he's got some muscle on him, right? Marcus Simeon, at six feet, 195, he's drinking protein shakes, right? He's going to vitamin shop, and he's getting some protein, and he's taking his creatine, right? That's what's happening with him right now. But he's got 31 homers, and he's batting 283, and he slugs 517, dude. It's a stellar number, man. When you go to overall wins above replacement for position players, non-pitchers, He's fourth in all of baseball. He has a higher war than Christian Yelich, Mookie Betts, Anthony Rendon, and Trevor Story. Not bad, dude. He's at a 7.4 war, like I just said Marcus Simeon is. Alex Bregman's at a 7.6, and Trout's at an 8.3. Listen, Alex Bregman's getting MVP consideration. He won't win it. Right? No way he'll win it. No, he won't win it. Like, Mike Trout will win it, but Bregman will get votes. Simeon. Simeon might get MVP votes in the American League. He is an elite shortstop right now. He's probably, shoot, dare I say, Marcus Simeon is the best shortstop in the league right now. If if you have to if you have to pick a shortstop for this year, Marcus Simeon's your guy. Best shortstop in the league right now. Next second surprising player I have is Tim Anderson. You might know Tim Anderson's rise to fame when he flipped a bat earlier in the season. And Brad Keller of the Kansas City Royals was super mad at Tim Anderson because he uh, was excited to hit a home run. He threw a pitch at him and threw it right at his hip. I'm not I'm not opposed to hitting guys sometimes. Like, I just wish my pitcher would hit a player just because, right? Just because I want to see something bad happen to that player. You know when, like, a player's really torching your team? Like, right now, Tommy Edmond is torching the Chicago Cubs and I just want someone to put one in his hip 
you know, you ain't got to go for the head, but you got to make a statement and just to put one in his hip. I don't even care. People will be mad at me. They'll say, that's an old school, unwritten, dumb rule. You need to just, if you want to, that's what they say, man. When Tim Anderson got hit, the White Sox announcers were like super pissed because they were like, um, if you want to get Tim Anderson back, you should just get him out. Listen, man, maybe Brad Keller was really mad. Maybe Royals fans probably liked it because sometimes players be torturing my teams and I'm like, just hit him. Just put one, just hit him in the butt. Right? Isn't that crazy? Like, it's like somebody in the dugout was like, man, you know, that hitter out there, he's really getting us. And then somebody had the bright idea to be like, you know what you should do? And the pitcher was like, what should I do if I just try to strike him out next time? And then his teammates like, no, you need to throw the baseball as hard as you can and hit him in the butt. And then the pitcher's like, that's a great idea. I'll hit him in the butt. And that's how it goes. So Brad Keller was like, I hate you, Tim Anderson, because you hit a home run off me. I'm about to hit you in the butt with a baseball as hard as I can. And then he threw it in a baseball and he hit him in the butt. And Tim Anderson was mad and they all got ejected from the game. But Tim Anderson, I kid you not, he's got the best. He's got the best batting average in all damn baseball right now. Tim Anderson, bro. Tim Anderson, I'm pumped. Bro, for Tim Anderson's an exciting player. Sometimes he wears a big gold chain in the dugout. He's batting 335. He has an on-base percentage of 355, which is totally the Ricky Bobby type, right? If he ain't first, you're last. Like, hey, Tim, don't walk, bro. He's up there to hit. But, dude, he, he slugs 511. But I don't know if a 5'11 slugging percentage is really that good anymore because the baseball's juice. Folks just be slugging five. Everybody's slugging 500, bro. Like Tim Anderson's slugging 500. Other, I wonder if there are any like notable guys. Some guy named B. Reynolds on Pittsburgh slugging 500. Is his name Brian Reynolds? Who's who's this guy on Pittsburgh right now? Brian Reynolds, age 24. I never heard of him. He was a San Francisco Giants pick in the second round. Whoever he is for the Pirates, he's slugging 500. I feel like historically, if you slug 500, you were like, you were top notch, bro. It's wild stuff here, man. Whit Merrifield's a really good baseball player. Oh, Tim Anderson, though. Tim Anderson's one of my surprises, man. He's, he has 102 strikeouts and 12 walks, right? That's probably not going to sustain <laughs> 12 bro walked 12 times dude I bet Mike Trout's walked 12 times in a three game span this season I know Bryce Harper has before literally what was it like in 2016 I know in three game span Bryce Harper walked like 16 times that really happened Tim Anderson has walked 12 times and 468 at bats I don't know what his plate appearances are they gotta be well not much higher than that 16 so he's had roughly 480 times, nearly 500 times, 500 times Tim Anderson's walked to home plate, and he's like, yo, I'm about to get a pitch to hit, and he's walked 12 times. He has 16 stolen bases, 12 walks. Oh, man, but that's a surprise, 335 batting average. This was early in the season. I didn't think this 335 batting average was going to hold, but it is. Anthony Rendon bats 330. Christian Yelich, 329. DJ LeMayhew bats 329. As well, and so does a guy named Cattell Marte, who is one of my surprises. Haven't heard of Cattell Marte? Welcome to the club. I don't know much about Cattell Marte. He doesn't have a nickname on Baseball Reference site. He's 25 year old. He's 25 from the Dominican Republic. 
He was born in 1993. He's a youngin. He doesn't know shit about Y2K. Right? What do you know about Y2K? I'll tell you what I know about Y2K. I remember helping my buddy Josh. Me and my buddy Josh were helping his grandma store water jugs in the attic for Y2K. We were filling gallon jugs of water, and we were storing them up in the attic, and they were labeled by day, week, and month. It was like a Rolodex of water up there, man. And I don't know what people were thinking, but people were really freaking out about Y2K. But my mom didn't, they didn't give a shit at all. You know, it was just like, yo, go get some cigarettes and some booze because if the world shuts down, yo, we're getting drunk. And honestly, that's pretty good news. I think that's probably what you have to do. That's what I do with every snowstorm that comes, right? Folks be out there getting like bread and water and I'm like, okay, get some Evan Williams whiskey because it's cheaper per ounce so we can get a big jug of that and still afford a little bit of bread and we're rocking, dude. But Cattell Marte's got a 149 OPS plus, bro. That's the real deal. Cattell Marte leads the whole league of Major League Baseball in total bases. Nobody goes across more bases. Nobody's touched more bases with their foot in Major League Baseball than 25-year-old Cattell Marte. And no one in the National League has more hits than Cattell Marte. He's got a 6.9 baseball reference war. That is, he's a top player. In Major League Baseball right now, when it comes to position player war, he's sixth. He's got a better war than Mookie Betts and Anthony Rendon and Matt Chapman, who's a defensive wizard. Cattell Marte's easily probably a top 10 player in Major League Baseball. It's a huge surprise there, dude. Will that hold? You ask, is Cattell Marte a one-hit wonder? Is Cattell Marte Chumbawamba? Well, I'll tell you. Last year, he hit 14 home runs, and he batted 260. This year, he's batting 329. Well, he might be on steroids. I don't know. I think Major League Baseball players take steroids. They're just shorter-acting steroids. So they can, you know how Ryan Braun failed his drug test, right? They, those guys just take, like, short-acting. Same way Manny Ramirez failed his. These guys just take, like, short-acting steroids. So, like, if they get a, a pop-up piss test, they should be able to pass it. But sometimes, like, they'll get a little greedy and take too much. And I think Manny took too much or he took it at the wrong time. And that's what happened to Ryan Braun. But I'm not saying Cattell Marte's on steroids, but I don't know if this sort of gameplay is going to hold. He's a he's a lifetime 282 hitter, including this season. Prior to this season, his best effort over a full season was a 260 batting average. But Cattell Marte's killing it, man. 981 OPS, dude. He's a top-notch dude. And he's an all-star, man. Cheers to the Diamondbacks for getting rid of Paul Goldschmidt because Cattell Marte is having a better season than Paul Goldschmidt. And it's probably not remotely close. Other surprises. Bro, Sonny Gray, man. Sonny Gray's one of my surprises, dude, because you know Sonny Gray had a rough time in New York, man. He hated the Yankees just like the rest of us. And he definitely didn't want to pitch there, dude. But he Yankee Stadium's obviously got to be a hard place to pitch. It's got a short porch. It's a hitter's ballpark. Plus, you got to deal with the media, all these New Yorkers. Being like, yo, let me get a bagel. Like, bro, bagels aren't that good. New Yorkers, bagels aren't that good. The only time I just eat, like, really hard bread is when I'm, like, severely inebriated in my house by myself at 2 a.m. and I, like, have the munchies. And I've, like, got into some edibles and I'm like, you know what sounds good? Bread. Right? Like, is every New Yorker high? What's so good about a bagel? I don't just be eating plain bread, bro, unless I'm high or, like, I'm about to be in jail. Like, I'm in the penitentiary. Like, I saw they give us his bread, son. I don't... 
Yeah, I just don't get it. I'm, that's all a bagel is, bro. A bagel is just like hard bread. It's hard, stale bread. That's a bagel. And I can only eat it when I'm desperate and there's nothing else in the house. Like, I don't have any flavor of ramen noodles than a bagel. I'd really eat Brussels sprouts in a bagel, dude. Ugh. Blech. Bagel. You want to make a bagel good? Make it a donut. <laughs> make it a glazed donut. Uh, Ladow. Make it a glazed donut. But Sonny Gray, man. So, Sonny Gray's pitching, dude. He's He'll get Cy Young votes, bro. He's a top pitcher in the league. When it comes to the hardest guys to hit, when it comes to the hardest guys to get a hit off of in Major League Baseball, batting average against... Justin Verlander's first with a buck 69 average. Garrett Cole second with a buck 89 average. Sonny Gray is third with a buck 96 average. He's the third hardest guy to get a hit off of. In all of baseball, he's got 199 strikeouts over 170 innings. He carries an ERA of 280, which is towards the top in the National League. It's actually only, well, it's third to Hinjin Ryu and Jacob DeGrom and Mike Soroka. Okay, so it's like fourth best in all baseball. In the in the National League, you understand? But it's a surprising thing, man. So, you know, the Reds got him. He's going to end up 11-7 and because he's on a bad team. But 170 innings pitched, 199 strikeouts, dude. He's got a whip of 1.09, which I love, and it's respectable. He's got the same whip of Mike Soroka, who's a 260 ERA guy from Atlanta. Mike Soroka's the young 21-year-old kid they got over there in Atlanta. That's a damn good pitcher that Mike Soroka is. Right? He's good. He's a good pitcher. Uh, my fifth surprise, Eugenio Suarez. Never heard of Eugenio Suarez? Yep, welcome to the club. But here's Eugenio Suarez, man. I'm going to tell you about him. He... Is a 4.1 war, which isn't great, but it's not bad. Actually, it's 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 really good. It's not a great war, but a guy that's a four-win player of you, that's a damn good war. I would call it damn good. It's not kind of great. It's not really any good. It's a damn good war. He's got 134 OPS. That's damn good. But he's got 48 home runs. 48 home runs, I think, leads. I think leads the whole National League besides, oh, Pete Alonso will probably have 49. Here, let me do... Let me run the data on that, Chip. Let me run the data on that. Pete Alonso's got 49 home runs. Eugenio Suarez has 48 home runs. He bats 272, which is higher than Pete Alonso. He's got a non-base percentage approximate what Pete Alonso does and slugs a little less, and he's got 30 less OPS. Eugenio Suarez this season offensively is as good as is like a poor man's version of Pete Alonso, and Pete Alonso's good. He's got more wins than Cody Bellinger. I'll tell you that, but he's a home run guy, man. He... uh if you look at his baseball reference page, he's got a big smile on his face. He looks like he eats a lot of bagel bites every day. He's a thick dude, 5'11", 213, you know. He doesn't have to get in baseball shape, if you you know, because he's just he's just in shape, you know, whatever shape that may be. I'm not fat shaming the guy, but I'm saying he's a husky boy and he hits home runs. He's a Venezuelan kid, man. Those Venezuelans can hit, bro. Miguel Cabrera, Jose Altuve, Wilson Contreras. Probably can hit, man. Um, Eugenio Alejandro Suarez. That's a dope middle name, bro. Alejandro. I'd change my name to Alejandro. My wife would love it. Yo, I'm Alejandro. She would be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, those are my five surprises, dude. He's um 
shit. Eugenio Suarez might be the real deal, bro. He had a, he had a 136 OPS last year and got MVP votes. He was 18th in MVP balloting, and he was uh, an all-star as well. So Eugenio Suarez is the real deal, man. The Reds can be good in a few years, I would say, no doubt. I don't think Sonny Gray's a free agent at the end of the season. They got bats in there, man. And plus, the NL Central's pretty wide open because um, you know it's, it's competitive division, but none of the teams are great. You know, they're just all sort of good. You know, they're all just like sort of good. So, yeah, you know, cheers to the Reds, man. Um, Cheers to the Reds and Skyline Chili. All right, that's it, man. That's what's new, guys. Catch you later. Later, Gators. Peace out. Okay. Bye.